in this episode of Man vs. Marriage, what are you doing this for? Boom. Done by the most key. How do you like those apples? Pow. Can I have an apple? You're not supposed to. You just got right in the way of the rest of the show. I thought you weren't publishing this. I was publishing that one. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's really about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. That was the Moski, Little Mo. And in this episode, nah, crap. Let's keep going. Welcome to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the Q Diggity Dog, in the studio with my wife, Jeannie. Jeannie, say, what's up? What's up? That's right. And that was my youngest daughter, Mo. Our. Our youngest daughter, Mo. And uh, I wanted to get her in. When I did the Moran Brothers uh, channel, I would have the kids introduced from time to time. And uh, it's always fun to go back and listen or see them. When they were so much younger, it was such a good time. So Early we go, well, yeah. When we go back and we uh, look at those videos now, we all just uh, we take the opportunity to remember how cute the kids were and how fast life goes. Okay, let's get into this. What are you doing this for? We are going to share with you an experience we had. I'm going to expose myself as I always do. Um, it was a low moment. I broke Jeannie's heart, hurt her feelings, and she felt terrible, and then I figured something was up, and she told me, and it broke, and, and then I felt terrible. Um, but we're going to talk to you about these things when they happen. So I'm going to let Jeannie set the stage, and then I'm going to give you my side of this, and then she's going to give you her side of what came out of this. Go. Okay, so... If you've been listening, you know that I've been working with PJ and busting my ass, trying to get my body the way that I want it, working on some things in myself. So, of course, I've been working with PJ now going on probably 18 weeks at the time. It's probably about 15, 16 weeks. And I have not worn a two-piece bikini since the triplets. So they're going to be 18 in December. And Quincy and I were planning a trip away. We're gonna, I didn't know if we were going on the lake or not going on the lake. It's the first time I bought a bathing suit in a while. And so I decided I'm going to wear a two-piece bikini because I now have the body to rock it. And I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. So I did. I bought one. And I was putting it on one night. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's, we had had kind of a rough day that day. But I was in this thought process of... I, I like the way this looks. I'm pretty proud of myself. I, I'm actually exposing my abdomen. I have not done that mm-hmm. in a long time. And um, so I went and put this bikini top on. And that was all I put on. And I came out for a minute to show him. And I'm expecting, okay, you're a guy. I don't know how you react. I know how Quincy reacts. When Quincy sees my flesh walking in his direction. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the norm. <sighs> that night, I got a, that's nice. And all the air in my balloon just went. 
gone. Gone. And um, he was frustrated about something. I didn't even catch it. I didn't even realize what was happening in the moment. I was kind of in my own thought process of, I'm excited. I want to share this with him. I want to show him. And, you know, we girls, we don't like to come out and say, oh, hey, I changed my hair. I did my nails. We like to kind of wait and see if you notice things. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple of moments in the last week or so where Quincy just did not notice big billboard looking things in front you know, of his that, face. Yeah, hold on, hold on. That's not fair. <laughs> Because you can't notice the billboard has changed when the billboard is covered. I walked around you for almost an hour with my back exposed, and the kids are all staring at you like, waiting for dad to catch it. When he finally notices, I'm on my way down the stairs, and you hear, whoa! And he finally notices there's a tattoo. So that was a whole different subject. But you get the point. There are some moments where things just kind of blow right past him. So this was one of those moments, but in all fairness, it blew past me too because I didn't know you'd had a really shitty day that day. I didn't know what was going on at the moment, but it kind of crushed me because I had worked my ass off. I was finally excited. This is something I have not done in 18 years and I was pretty freaking jazzed about it. Mm -hmm. And that's nice. That was not the reaction I was expecting or what I wanted really. So I went and took my bath. He sat and fumed and then went to bed. And, um, when the conversation came up the next day, I don't know if it was the text messages or what kind of finally cued him in, but it was, I was short and sweet. I, I was just not, not in a place to have a conversation for any reason. And I had completely destroyed and been rearranging our room which you'd been begging me to do for quite a while. And just all of a sudden I woke up pissed off enough that I had the energy to just tear some things apart. So I did. Yeah. How cool is it that you have no idea what you've done, but you know, somebody's pissed at you. Well, and I could tell you're going to eat crackers during the podcast. This is a terrible idea because the microphone's going to pick up the crunch. So please, please keep it at a minimum. Okay. So, As far as my situation, just to set the stage, not to make any excuses, um, work has just been extremely stressful and frustrating. And there are things going on that uh, we have certain needs, but we're not in a position to make these needs happen at work. It's just the reality of it. It's the business side. It's nothing personal to me or my location. It just is. And I have a lot to be thankful for when it comes to work Uh, because we've kept our doors open. We're an essential service. It has allowed me to continue to provide for my family. And I am grateful um, to this company. I'm also grateful to our CEO and our board of directors because they have been continually impressing on us. It's a tunnel. It's not a hole. The beauty of a tunnel is there's a light on the other side. Keep going. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. And I I greatly appreciate that. Anyway, I got a text. I pulled in the driveway, and I think I had that day text you and told you I've had a very, very terrible day. It had been a terrible day for me. Um, A busy drive home with other more difficult information as we're working through things in this COVID challenge that has struck the world. And then I got a text at the end of the day, before I came into the house, 
that just sent me off the deep end. And I work, I work very hard, try to be as diligent as possible when I cross the threshold to my home, not to bring work home with me. And I've been failing miserably at that lately. Um, it's definitely not something I'm proud of, but I was extremely, extremely preoccupied with being consumed about what was going on with work. And Jeannie had worked very hard that day because uh, we had done a meat run. And, you know, the kids were being kids and kind of... Chores got left behind. And she ended up doing a lot of the work herself to get the meat packaged. And there was boxes and clutter all over the place. And I don't do well with clutter. Um, I don't do well with everywhere I turn around. I can't step. At least it feels that way. His eye twitches. I twitch. <laughs> so I was in I was in a different world. I was in a completely different headspace. I was ill I was ill prepared on my walk to the door in separating business and life. And it was just an absolute fail on my part. You know, I came up here, we had dinner, we had a, a family friend over um, we had dinner outside. It lasted very, very late. It was like, what, n- after 9 o'clock at night? It was and, Aaron's tassel night. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was well after 9 o'clock, and I still wasn't out of my work clothes, I don't believe. I had come up here. I was w- dealing with something on the phone that was that had to do with work and had just gotten done railing about a pile of laundry that was taller than me. Which, just if you have an idea of how pissed off I was, he went to bed and I started laundry at 10.30 in the evening and I stopped at 6 a.m. And I wasn't even mad at her about that because that's not her responsibility. It is teenagers mm-hmm. who who are completely and totally, totally capable of following through. But to my knowledge, the last conversation we had before the little bikini mishap was about the laundry and how frustrated you were at the clutter in the house. I didn't know about the work stuff. I knew you had had a hard day at work, but you didn't hadn't told me yet what had happened. I just knew you had a busy day. So when the last conversation we had was your frustration with the laundry and the clutter, I immediately after our little mishap with the bikini went, okay, you know what? I'm going to fix the frustration. I'm going to stay up and get it done. And that way I'd, I'll feel better tomorrow because you'll feel better. And then maybe this will go away. It didn't. No. But the laundry didn't. was done. Well, here's the thing. I was in such, I don't, I don't know when I've ever been like that. I can't remember a time where I've ever been like that, where, you walked out here in a bikini top only. That was it. The rest was... Okay, well, I haven't done that in 18 years, just so you know. So And that's another, <laughs> that's another thing, that you, you, had, you had really built this moment up, and yeah. I was unaware of it. Yeah. A lot of facts I was unaware of, because I don't know. I didn't know. Maybe shame on me, maybe not. I just didn't know. But the... What some of the indicators that told me how far out of it I was is I don't, I didn't even remember exactly what the bikini top looked like. And I thought you had bottoms on. 
Nope. And you didn't? Nope. And I didn't realize that. I was intending to start a whole other conversation. Yeah. Took place with a lot less talking. So it was like, I don't know, I like the talking. Uh, There was a lot, I was at max level frustration because of work and max level stress. I was at max level frustration because I had not taken any time to decompress after work. You came home and went right into dad mode. I was at max level frustration because of the laundry, the clutter, and the haphazard, like, ho-hum attitude the kids had. You worked extremely hard that day to get the meat run done, to get the meat put away, and it's their responsibility to do their part. Mm -hmm. You know, it's their responsibility to follow through. We know the rules about the laundry because... We have such a small space where the laundry goes with 10, with 11 people's laundry. It gets overwhelming. And you, I mean, if there's an emergency, we're going to lose people because you can't get out the, you can't get out the house, the laundry room. We ain't losing nobody. We're throwing Aaron through the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was sitting in the chair. I was on my phone. You walked out in a black bikini top with nothing else. And... I, I'm just telling you right now, I don't even know if I realized that it was a bikini top or if I thought it was a shirt. Um, but in my mind, I was like, oh, that looks nice. And I said, nice, and went back to what I was doing. And I had no idea how deep that situation was and what was going on. All I know is that I crushed you. And in turn, I felt absolutely horrible. It was an epic fail sucker moment for both of us. We, both of us (laughs) epically failed in that moment. And it's kind of harsh to say that on your part, but it's just, uh, it's just the bare bones truth of it because you took this moment instead of taking a rain check on the moment because you didn't see what was going on with me. And I didn't see what was going on with mm-hmm. you, just flat out. I still can't wrap my head around, you had only a bikini top on and I didn't recognize that. That is not me. No. No, it's not. I just don't get, <laughs> I don't get that. Hence the hurt. I, what? You didn't even remember seeing me in the bikini top until we talked about it the next day and you were like, it, it was like a black, like, it was like a sports bra thing, right? No. When I showed it to you in Big Bear, you were like, no, <laughs> that's not a sports bra. That's when I was me. That's I wasn't, yeah, you I, were, I wasn't green anymore. No, you were in full-on vacay mode in a, a totally different mindset. You were definitely paying attention to everything on the trip. But yeah. it was, the. I think, the aha that came out of it, and this is where things kind of got a little difficult in navigating conversation because I was pissed, but I was more mad at me and how I took your reaction than I was at your reaction. And what it boiled down to was I went to the gym the next morning. I got called out by PJ because I got up and I was doing a double. I don't do doubles. I just don't. 
I was pissed. So I slept for two hours. I got up. I grabbed Mo and said, we're out. Let's go. Went and did a double. I actually hit my numbers that day. I was pretty good. You're welcome, but honey. She caught me when I came in. I was like, your color's off. Something doesn't look right. What's going on? We didn't get a chance to talk. Jill was there. So she and I had a conversation. And um, it kind of just spurned a couple things in me because, you know, her personality is a little different than mine. She's pretty quick to, you know, well, F him kind of thought process. But then she understood where I was coming from. I wasn't pissed at him. I was more mad because why should what you think take away my validation for all of my hard work. Absolutely. And I was pissed because I was worried and mad about whether or not you saw my improvement or you cared about what I look like in this stuff. And I I had to come to grips with, am I doing this for you? Or am I doing this for me? Because it's not that I don't need your opinion or I don't want it. But I don't want your opinion to dictate to me whether or not what I'm doing is right for me. That's fair. I want to do this for myself. I want to be proud of myself. I want to be comfortable in my own skin. But all of that went out the window the moment you didn't react the way I, I expected because I know how you are. Mm-hmm. And when I didn't get that, it was just like, dude, my encourager wasn't encouraging me. Am I not making the improvements I thought I was making? Am I not seeing what I think I'm seeing? I I mean, I spun my head big time. I had a full-on argument going on inside myself of my own value. Is it worth doing this? Is it really what I want to do? Or am I doing this because you pushed me to get healthy? I, I railroaded myself all day. Came home destroyed the room in two hours I had the whole place flipped by myself now normally when I move furniture I have a back situation so I usually call in the muscle from the house and I have them do things I had enough adrenaline pumping through me I didn't feel nothing Mm -hmm. until two days later and then I got in trouble (laughs) but I just started going through the process of elimination okay he's frustrated because the house is cluttered things are bugging him I still didn't know about work. Mm -hmm. So I was going after the targets that I knew were a problem. So I set out to seek and destroy. Okay, let's get rid of the clutter. Let's get rid of this problem. Let's move the room because this is what he's been wanting to do. I made myself a list of things to go after and get done. The laundry was done. I went down and just reamed the hell out of the kids. I've been up all night long. I stopped at six o'clock. The stuff that I washed, the last three loads were still unfolded sitting on the table. Mm. And there was probably about six loads left of laundry. So the one who had laundry, I told her, that's got to be done before dad gets home. She panicked because she didn't think she can get everything done. And when it was time for you to come home, she still had like two loads left. And I railroaded her because I worked my ass off the night before. Who was that? Uh, Fia. Fia? I crushed her because she was separating things and making smaller loads. Yeah because the dryer was going on the fritz and I didn't know it. So probably because mom had been running it for, you know, eight hours straight. And then she was running it for another six or seven hours straight. So um, we might have overdone it, but whatever. So I was frustrated Mm -hmm. and I was 
pissed, but I got the room done. You text me at one point, you know, how are things going? I'm taking my break. Can we stop and talk? It's like, nope, I'm cleaning. End of discussion. And then you text me again. It's like, okay, well, what are you working on? Took a picture, screenshot of the room, sent it to him. And that was the end of the conversation. I wasn't talking anymore. I kind of think that might've been your clue that something was off. (laughs) Um, I don't usually not talk to you when you have a break time, unless I'm in the middle of writing and I can't, but that's generally the only time. Um, So anyway, I was fighting with myself. I wasn't mad at you at this point. I was pissed at me and I was still trying to work through why am I doing this? Are you sure there wasn't a little frustration and upset and hurt feelings still towards me? I was hurt, but I think it was more because you know me well enough to know if I'm mad at me for something, I'll be mad at you later. It's still there, (laughs) but I'll be mad at you later because I've got to figure this part out first and get it out of my way. And then I can move on to be mad at you. I have no problem throwing a torpedo in your direction. I just need to get myself out of the way first. So that night, Quincy comes home. We have our normal dinner, do everything with the kids. (laughs) He comes in the room and says, okay, what do you got? It's like, what? You're upset. You're frustrated. Something's going on. What do you got? Hit me with it. Sits in the chair, puts his, his face in his hands and just stares at me. It's like, he, he knows something's coming. And he just wants to offload. So I did. I explained everything to him. And um, I think it just hit you so hard because you just kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those, I don't know, you just kind of had this weird look on your face. Like you could not believe that you did something like that to me. Mm-hmm. And he just kept apologizing and telling me how sorry I was and he explained his day at work and what was going on. And then I felt like shit because I didn't know any of that was going on. So I was holding you accountable to something, not knowing you were in the middle of something. So our timing totally sucked on both sides of this thing. But what ended up coming out of it kind of took off in our conversation on our trip to Big Bear mm-hmm. because it was, um, I had gone and gotten a piercing during the week and I was going to surprise him with it, but he had, he likes to hug me and cuddle me. And I thought if you touch my belly button ring, I swear to God, I'm going to pop him. So I had to make sure he had a forewarning. Um, I was already kind of weirded out about the bikini top, but then I moved ahead with my plan. I had bought some tank tops that showed off my back. I don't show my body. I'm a mom. I'm in my forties. We're kind of, you know, we I want like our girls, I know, but it's a hard place for me because we I want know. the girls to be reserved, but yet I don't want to hide all my progress. I want um, the girls to be modest because they're, they're not adults. They're, they're, they're girls. And Lord have mercy, they have women's bodies already. So it's like, tuck this, squash that, hide this, cover that, don't, yeah, because mom only owns one shotgun, there's not enough shells. But um, we got a few. for myself, <laughs> I was hesitant because I haven't shown my body off in a long time but I started kind of feeling like you know what I finally just decided I love you and I want you to appreciate what I'm doing I'm not doing this for you so I bought some shirts I bought some lingerie I bought some things I normally wouldn't wear I got a couple of like t-shirt dresses and stuff and I felt good because when I'm ordering these sizes I mean, hell, I bought new bras and panties, not to get too personal, but I'm in a size small now. I have not been a size small since we got married. 
Mm-hmm. That the last time I was the weight that I am right now was pre hunter. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty freaking jazzed as I'm buying these things for myself. But in the back of my head, I'm nervous because of how you reacted to the bikini. I'm worried that you're not going to like this and it's going to be too much skin and it's going to be, you know, not what you want, not proper for mom kind of thing. And I'm stuck in the mindset of, well, we're going on a trip, so it's okay for me to do this when we're away, but I can't do it when I get home. And I I was struggling with this. Hmm. But um, I did it anyway. And I cheated. I called Jill and I was like, this is the stuff I'm looking at ordering. These are the, And she boosted my badass bitchery on the backside here and was like, you've <laughs> got to do this. You've got to go forward with this. You're going to rock this. You look great. You need to own your, your attitude. You need to own your confidence. She's like, if he doesn't like it, she's like, go for a walk on the lake by yourself. I'm sure somebody will like the bikini top. You know, it, that's, and it's not because she's trying to push me away from you. It's just her way of telling me to enjoy it and be proud of myself, period. I know her well enough to know her, her mindset behind it. So I had gotten these things and I was happy about it. And then I went on um, two days before we were supposed to leave and I got another tattoo done pretty big on my back. I had a cover up done and um, I, I had been planning this for a while mm-hmm. and um, I have Quincy and I call each other super Superman and Wonder Woman. We always have, it's just kind of our thing. So I have a couple of tattoos of them already, but I had a cover up done and I have Superman and Wonder Woman and an embrace kissing on one side. And then I have a silhouette of a couple um, kissing and it makes the shape of a heart in between it. I wanted our vow, you know, my whole life, you and no other. And I made it a point of exactly how I wanted to look and what I wanted. And she heard everything I said and she did exactly what I wanted and made it perfect. What is up, man versus marriage nation? Real quick, don't fast forward. September the 6th, 2020, will be the unveiling of our 100th episode. You heard me right. 100 episodes strong. Get some of that, baby. So we are going to do a Facebook Live extravaganza. So go to the Man vs. Marriage Facebook page at MBSM Podcast. Sign up to attend the event and then send us a question because it's going to be all interactive all the time. We're also going to make a a podcast out of the audio so you will get to hear your question and the answer, boom, right there on the podcast. September the 6th, a Sunday. That's right, 5 p.m. Pacific time, man versus marriage, live, 100 episode event. So here I am. I got a belly button piercing. I got my back tattooed. Okay. Not to get TMI here or nothing, but y'all understand why it's on my back, not my front. There's a reason. There's only one person who's really going to notice that more than anybody else. So I had all this in my head and I was building up to it and I kept pushing back the bikini. I just, I just kept pushing it back. I'm, I'm not going to let that determine how I feel about this. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. But as we were talking in our conversation on the way to Big Bear, it was like, now I'm having conversations with the girls because the girls saw my belly button piercing. And um, one of the responses I got from somebody who knows about it was like, well, when are you going to start acting your age? Like, aren't you a little old for that? Mm. 
it made me mad but at the same time it was kind of like I'm finally at the point where I really just don't give a crap. I really don't care if you approve of what I'm doing because yeah. I didn't get a belly button ring when I wanted to because I kept getting pregnant. Yeah. And then I kept getting fatter. And I wasn't comfortable with my scars and I wasn't comfortable with how my abdomen looked. And no one else is going to see it. So I, there's no point in having it. Now, you see it. The kids see it. Hell, I wore a little sweater yesterday that lifted just just a little bit every now and then oh, yeah. but i felt confident in that and i wasn't sucking in or hiding myself or worried about you know i i, I grow up around people who like to pick on others who wear spandex and they shouldn't or their muffin top hangs over and it's inappropriate and you need to tuck this in and cover that and that was all the stuff that always played in my head after the kids don't show these things off. So I'm wearing, you know, extra large men's shirts just so I can wear a King's jersey or a King's shirt and not show off my shape. Now I'm over here like, dude, I need a whole new closet. Well, I don't know if any of that came from me. No, none of that came from you. Okay. But it, it was things that, that was stuff that I was trying to work out with PJ to get out of my head anyway because mm -hmm. I needed to stop holding myself to what other people thought. Mm-hmm. Your response to the bikini was what spun me to realize I was still living in that thought of gotcha. I needed validation for me to feel good about what I was doing. And I finally came to the screw that. Yeah, because at first thought, it's like, what do you mean you don't care about my opinion? And I, and, and I don't think it's that as, as much as it's in spite of what my opinion is, ultimately you are making these changes for yourself. Well, look, I hated the keto diet when you started it. I, it's the bane of my existence when you started it. Because here we go again. It's something new. He's gonna. I got to buy all new food. The, the groceries are going to change. All this stuff just, it's what hits me initially. But it didn't matter because you felt better. Your body was healing faster. You had more energy. You were enjoying it. You were spending more time with the kids. You could stay awake longer. So it really didn't matter. It irritated you. You hated when I complained about it. But you stuck to it. And here we are six years later. And you're the healthiest you've ever been. Yeah. And I don't really complain about it as much anymore because it doesn't matter. I had to... I had to come to the realization that you did is that I had to do it for me first. Bingo. And because that's the only way. Now, we're in a relationship. We're, we're one. Mm -hmm. But still, your body, it's you've got to do it for you. Because if you do it for anything other than yourself, then you'll, you'll be able to justify a reason to quit. Well, and I noticed that... Um, when I felt like you weren't happy with it or you didn't like what I was wearing or when I kind of, when I first got that initial ouch from the bikini thing, it was like, n I could feel myself holding back in things. I could feel myself holding back in sex. I can feel myself holding back in conversation because I don't, I don't know how to feel right now. I didn't get the reaction I wanted, so I don't know how to feel right now. And I don't, I, I mean, when I bought it and I put it on and I saw it, I felt sexy. I I really felt like oh, yeah. I earned this. Yeah, you did. But 
the response was nice. And it was just like, ugh. That's what you tell somebody when they put on that ugly Pepto-Bismol pink bridesmaid dress and you're like, oh, yeah. That's, that's not what that's... I tell them, but I get the point. You get what I'm saying. You're like, you know it's horrible, but you don't want to say it's horrible. So nice is kind of that word that you use to cover it. Unless it's watching sports and it's a nice, <laughs> totally different. But... Well, I use that. I use the, the word nice in many different ways, but I... I hate that this happened, but I'm glad that it happened. I was at an I was at an all time low. I was demoralized, and I was at an all time high when it came to stress and clutter. Yeah. And we, I hadn't had a moment to breathe and try to get out of that. And I failed. I just flat out failed. Um, thankfully, there's a piece of good that can come out of it because. The I the idea that um, I and I'm going to tell you this: if we had to go do it all over again, I wouldn't want it to happen another way. Because as much pain as it caused, I think it also gave you something within you that you need, that you needed that you didn't have, and that's in spite of what anybody's reaction is. I am doing this for myself and for my body and because it's right for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very important lesson. Now, when just listening to you talk and, and, and about the sexy clothes and the bikini, I have never not wanted you, you know, in recent years, say in the last decade or so, to not dress completely lovely. And wear those colors and things of that nature because, uh-huh, you know, is you know, I, I mean, I was basically nibbling on you with my eyes when you're walking around in those shorts and that, those tops and how they were showing your back and your body and stuff like that. Sorry that you're in the middle of this moment, guys, but that's just the way it is. Yeah, but the um, difference is... The way you look at me changes when my confidence is at a high. Very true. And that that was the difference was even though you were telling me how pretty I looked in something or you were encouraging me to wear stuff that was a little bit sexier, it wasn't, I didn't feel it. So I couldn't put myself out there like that because I didn't feel it. This time I felt it, but I was still unsure because of that conversation of, where to go with it would it be okay would it be you know was it gonna be conflict because i didn't get what i thought i would have got out of it yeah. had you not had a crap day and i had come out wearing that there would have been a whole different outcome i'm sure of it of course but the good part for us came out with a that was a hard conversation oh, yeah. that was a very hard conversation because I hate telling you when you hurt me, especially when you hurt me like that. Yeah. You absolutely cannot stand when you hurt me, whether it's intentional or not, especially when it's something that's that deep rooted. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to weight and your body or, um, you know, anything that can affect us mentally, sexually, spiritually between each other, that's like that's sacred wrenching. ground. Yeah. That, yeah. That's gut wrenching for you because that takes a little bit of that soft space away. And, um, but we were able to jump on it right away. Normally in the past, 
that would have been a conversation that probably would have taken us like four or five days to process through to not be pissed off and have a conversation. And then that conversation would be kind of buffered because I don't want to attack you because I really want to slap you, but I don't want to attack you because we've had days to kind of go over the conversation in your head and I know what you're going to say and, you know, building up those things. We didn't do that. Like we just, you came in and went straight to let me have it. Obviously something happened and you're hurt and we need to figure this out. So what was it? And we were able to kind of talk through it and we, we use the same tools that we always use when you turn around, you're like, wait a minute, I don't know how I feel about you not wanting my opinion. That's not what I mean. Mm -hmm. So we had to have that back and forth of, okay, wait, no, this is not what I'm saying. This is not how I want you to take it. Let me try this again. So it's not, we're telling you the stuff that we're telling you is not just like one and done. These are things that we're finally looking at going, Oh, Hey, we did that. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. actually remembered to do that. It, it, I agree. And it's real ugly life. And I could, I could just put all the stuff out that makes me look good, but I'm still a freaking human myself. And it's, you know, I, I still don't feel good about what happened. I don't. And I don't feel good about exposing myself to the world, but I believe it will help a relationship or two or three and God willing, many. And, you know, talking about the girls, I respect that, you know, you want to, you want to dress like a mom uh, appropriately and you don't want to set the wrong, wrong example for the girls. And what is important to me, and this is a conversation that we should have openly with girls. I don't want them to hide their body. I don't want them to lack confidence in their body that they you know they have naturally because of you and because of the moran gene i mean there are some things up top that can potentially get enormous that's a part of it and draw attention right but i don't want them to hide their body i want them to have confidence in their body but walk it out modestly until they get to the point where they're an adult and they can be responsible well, and in they, that sense. They also need to learn how to respond to certain types of attention. Because right now, I mean, Mo is like, if a guy looks at her at all, she's like, oh my gosh, she's creep. Because she's 12, almost 13. And she's still in that mindset of boys are cute, but there's just something yeah, not unless quite. it's Jensen Ackles. Well, yeah, Jensen but he's Eckle, unattainable. Jen, Jensen Ackle. Ackles. Please do not screw that up. Your child will have a heart attack. It's too late. Anyway. But the point is we, we are, we've learned all these things. We're going through all these things. But don't always knock the crap moments. Because what right. came out of this one was pretty big. I mean, it led us into a conversation on our road trip on things that our girls are asking me now things that they're talking to me about that they wouldn't normally come to me with because they weren't sure. But seeing mom break out of her shell a little bit and seeing me dress a little sexier or going to get my piercing and my, my back done and and seeing that I'm doing things because I want to do them. They make me feel good. Yeah. Put it things in a different perspective for our girls. Had we not had that moment, then I wouldn't be able to turn around and tell him, okay, look, I had to learn. Yeah, I love your dad and I want his opinion of me to be a good one. 
but I'm not doing this because I want your dad to be proud of me. I'm doing this because I want to feel good. I want to look good and be proud of who I am. Your dad is just getting the benefits. Yeah. And that's actually what I had kind of preached to you for years is that you got to be able to do it for yourself. I, and I only know that because I had to be able to do it for myself. Um, and you know, that, that's what helped me continue on through the journey of the keto, ultimately getting to the carnivore diet. I had to work out, you know, I had to put myself through the rigors to figure out what it was, but I was doing it for me so that I could step out and be a better version of me Mm -hmm. for you and for our family. But ultimately it started for something that I had to do for myself. Um, because then if I was to quit, I wouldn't have an excuse. Oh, well, I've got a, uh, Jeannie doesn't want me to do it, or the kids don't want me to do it, or my mom or my dad or my friends. No. If you're not going to do it, you're letting you down mm-hmm. and no one else. And if you're willing to let yourself down, you obviously need to make some changes in your life. So as ugly as the situation was, ultimately, a tremendous amount of good came out of it. Um, and I'm glad that you pushed through it. I'm exceptionally glad that you brought the bikini back <laughs> so that I could see the bikini because, oh, hell yeah, it was <laughs> very sexy. And I was very proud of you. And it, it, it gives me, and this doesn't matter for anything, but it gives me a lot of pride when you're walking around and you are com- you have confidence in yourself cuz uh, you know it's like looking at you going go on girl i know you feeling good about yourself i could tell cuz you walk different you move different you operate different and you i hold know hold me tighter cuz other people notice <laughs> i've never done that because other people notice i've done that because i freaking want to <laughs> um <laughs> And it's a, like we talked about also in our relationship, it's benefits. The ultimate benefits are benefits that only you and I get, no matter what. We don't share those benefits with anybody else. We kind of do on the podcast, but you don't get all the benefits. You just get We're the not going to share the benefits I'm talking about. <laughs> We're not going to do a live podcast when you and I are doing no, those benefits, okay? No sound effects. But now, no. are there guys out there that are checking your boobs out when you go in to get your sub sandwich or the bank or everywhere? Yeah, they are because they're guys. But ultimately, the that benefit is mine because it comes across... In our lovemaking, we have confidence in who we are, and it helps us to be that much more free with one another and not hold those parts of ourself back, not reserve those parts, because it's not safe to go there. And what before would have taken us maybe a week or two to get through, we started getting through it in a day. Yeah. That is a massive improvement. So life is messy. Crap happens. You're going to get demoralized. You're going to get stressed. You are not going to be yourself, and you're going to find a place to blow it. It's just going to happen. 
If it only happens to me, fine. It only happens to me. But it's going to happen. It's not exclusive to the guys. Oh, no. The girls can do it, too. The, pro- the, the thing is, is that we are giving you the tools and the example to say there is a way forward. And let me tell you, I am glad, very happy, ecstatic that you decided to move forward with your plan. That lingerie was banging. Those outfits, I mean, you were asking me the colors I love on you the most. So I did benefit from it. But the outfits, freaking gorgeous. I remembered watching you walk all over the place and around the cabin that had no air conditioning. Um, how much I love your legs. And I thought, dude, she has kept her legs covered for so long. And that's one of the things I love the most about your body is those legs. I can't get enough of them. My cousin David used to say something funny about legs. And I'm going to use a word I shouldn't hear. But he goes, he would say, ah, I love those legs. They just go up and make an ass out of their self. I was like, yeah, baby. I just said a naughty word. I'm sorry. But it. You're growing. No, no. No naughty words, Quincy. Anyway. Naughty's good. Okay. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Naughty's good. Um, But I'm glad that um, you're willing to do this episode with me. I had to put myself out there. And I'm thankful you put yourself out there because it's going to promote some healing and some growth in some other relationships. And this episode has gone so long, but like the last one, it was so necessary because we've got to put this stuff out. If you take nothing else out of this, I would suggest if you notice something was said or maybe she's pissed off like I was, I I guess what I would say is, find out what the root is don't don't take it personal that she's getting so upset at you for not having the reaction she was looking for or don't get so upset at her for not having the reaction you were looking for figure out what was underneath it because i i was hurt by what you had said but i was more frustrated at myself for putting so much weight into one opinion instead of valuing my own for myself and and that's true and when we started to talk about it you started naming off a bunch of facts about how long and how many years it had been since you wore a bikini. And those are things you probably wouldn't have thought of and those, if I hadn't brought it out. There's a lot of things I keep track of. That wasn't one of those things. I had not built that moment up in my head. Yeah. And you had spent time building that up. And it was an unspoken expectation to me, which I understand because you're... You know, you're bringing it out. Mm-hmm. But it, man, it was the perfect storm of crap in the <laughs> moment. And it turned very crappy. But ultimately, for your good and my good and for a learning experience, it has turned out for the better. So I honor you for pushing through. It's not so you could have retreated. You could have given up. You could have walked back. You could have stayed the same. But you didn't do that. You stepped forward. You made the move. You worked through it. And you did it anyway. And that is an honorable thing. And I admire you for that. And I love you. Thank you. She is Jeannie Moran. I am Quincy Moran, a.k.a. The Q-Dog. Let me hear you say the Q-Dog. The Q-Dog. Oh, my Lord. What a lack of enthusiasm. The Q-Dog. And this is Man 
versus marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.